0: Welcome to the 36th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am one of your co-hosts, Samantha Blackman. I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I focus on minority rhetorics and digital humanities, specifically looking at games, games and pedagogy, games and rhetoric, games and games. Um, I am joined today, as in every podcast day, by my two co-hosts alex lane and nicole marie ladies
1: word woo (laughs) word are you (laughs) um i am alex lane i am noisy and (laughs) i also am not able to sequentially number podcasts so that's good um And I distract people by asking them to do deals for broadcast gamers. So that's me.
2: All right. That sounds sounds perfect.
1: (laughs) That's the gist of about the last hour and 42 minutes. She forgot
0: to edge, <laughs> and she's a little passive-aggressive.
2: Nicole Marie! I didn't think
0: that was passive at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. See, I... God. All right, I'm Nicole Marie, and... <laughs> I'm just a cool person. I like that. Yep. Let's see, pretty soon after I graduate now, that's all it's going to be. I know. How are you going to introduce yourself? I don't know. I'm just going to say I'm awesome, and that's it. Yeah. I'm Nicole Marie and I'm awesome. And I'm awesome. There it is. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. All like right. Best introductions yet.
0: Wait, clearly <laughs> not.
2: <laughs> um <laughs>
0: So we'll start out this week like we do every weekend and talk about some of our favorite things, um, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, and then we'll move into news, indie games, and our fabulous issue of the week um, that we've all been really excited about. Um, so since we our issue is a big one, uh, let's get started, ladies. What you playing? Oh man, nothing.
2: I guess that's not true. I, I'll okay, I'll actually go first because mine's short and sweet. I played for all of fifteen minutes and this was almost way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up Sims 3 for my 3DS because I'm looking for a new game to play on it and I I don't know. I like Sims. I've been playing them since they came out on my computer I have Sims 3 for my computer and I just decided to try it on another platform. It was the worst plan I've like ever had in the entirety of plans ever because it was horrible. Why is it like, so bad? Like what's awful yes, about it? Yes, I was going to ask. You know what it is because the the top screen is just for changing the like view perspective on your sim and then everything else that you do you have to do with your stylus and you have to like you have to click everything or like touch it with the stylus basically but the thing is is it's only an over the top view from the like the point the point of view of the touch screen on your DS or 3DS and i couldn't i couldn't see anything like you literally cannot see the things that you're supposed to be interacting with mm-hmm. So it was just, I, I don't know. I think it's something that they could have done better, but they probably did the best that they could with it for what they thought that people would would probably be interacting with it with. I don't know if that even made sense, but just the way that the mechanics in it worked, it was just, it was stupid. And I just sat there and I was like, I don't care anymore.
1: And you can change me. the angle on it? It has to be the top down?
2: Um, you know what? Honestly, I didn't, I I was so frustrated with it. I didn't even search much more, but I kept like, I kept going through the options to see if there was any way that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, I'm not one of those people. My my brain doesn't understand inverted controls at all. I'm not one of those people. I Mm -hmm. never have been able to get it. And the way that it worked with the stylus is... When you were changing, like, where you were looking at on the screen, you dragged the stylus. Mm -hmm. But you dragged it in the direction that you wanted to go instead of the direction that you wanted the camera to go, if that makes sense. Like, I was dragging it. If I wanted to see more at the top of the screen, I would drag down because that made sense to me because that means...
0: Right. Move the screen down.
2: Right. But that's not how it worked. So every time... I was just getting so pissed with it. Like... (laughs) Yeah. I was just done. I was just done. It was kind of cool, though. They have a feature where you could use the cameras on your 3DS, and it takes a picture of your face, and then it just makes a sim out of your face, which was actually really neat. That's awesome. And that's, Yeah, that was really cool, but that was the only thing that excited me about the game. So mm. there's that. But And then um, I got a little bit of playtime in on Dragon's Dogma. Because I store-borrowed it from GameStop, and uh, it was definitely good. I liked it, but I was getting, and I think Sam will probably talk about this more, but I was getting so frustrated with hearing the other the NPCs talk to me oh, that God. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to do my slides. So, because it was not worth it to me. And then... Um, i guess he won't be hearing this after he gets it i bought starhawk for my boyfriend um and because he played it and he loved it and i wanted to get him something because he's been playing the same like four games ever since he got a playstation last christmas (laughs) so (laughs) i'm trying to expand his video game library so i bought him starhawk and i'm not gonna see him for like a month so I'm like, all right, how am I going to get this to him? So I decided to mail it to him. But before that, I had to play it a little bit of because, course. yeah, it's it's just a slightly used copy at this point. But
0: <laughs> you had to make sure it worked before you
2: sent <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. So I played that, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. I know that they won um, for E3 last year; they won Best Multiplayer, and it. Do- I think it holds up to that. I don't know what the reviews on the game were at all, but the multiplayer was a lot of fun. And then um, I've almost caught my legendary Pokemon in Pokemon Black. So that's what I'm doing. Nice. That's what I played. See, you've
1: been playing things. I've been trying. See, I have more free time right now, though. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, I'll go. Uh, I've been, I got the Humble Bundle, the new indie Humble Bundle uh, pack. So I've been playing some of those games. Uh, I started playing Bastion. Where I started without Sam, despite our agreement, but I only played a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, out of that pack, also Psychonauts, um, which I didn't get a ton of play into, but it's like a side scroller, um, and I'm I'm actually kind of excited about that. And then the other one that I played was Super Brothers: uh, Sword and Sorcery EP. And that's my indie game of the week. So I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yes. Uh, also Tropico 3 and 4 and Modern Times. Um, have we talked since we went to RSA?
0: No, I don't think so. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um, at RSA, I did a talk about Tropico 3 and 4 and Modern Times. And so I had to play a ton of that. Um and then Sims. I played like two days worth of Sims after I turned my prospectus in. And <laughs> I'm really excited because the expansion for Civ 5 comes out soon. It's Gods and Kings. comes out June 19th. And it's 10% off on Steam for pre-order right now. So I'm going to buy that very soon here. And it looks amazing. And it's like, it gives you a ton of, uh, of, uh, new people to play new scenarios new everything so i'm really excited
0: yeah i haven't played yet i downloaded the demo on steam so i'm gonna check it
1: out oh they have a demo i didn't see that they had a demo for
0: tropical 4
1: oh uh -oh. um no don't get excited not for the expansion (laughs) how do you demo an expansion weird you haven't played the tropical 4 yet though
0: no not yet I'm going to check it out. I think you'll like it. I got to I gotta see what what has consumed so much of your time lately. I know. Right? <laughs> got to see what the dissertation is going to be competing with.
1: Well, you know, it's actually a really good thing that I bought it. I bought it through the Gamefly platform, which kind of sucks, but um, it doesn't track the hours. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Whew. It doesn't track <laughs> the you. hours you play on stuff, so Sam can't see how many hours I've put into Tropical <laughs> 3 and 4 oh god that's funny like she does on a Civ, which i don't even know how many hours i'm at on Civ now
0: that's what i'm going to do from now on when uh, i have uh gamers who are dissertating and um whose dissertations i'm chairing i'm going to make them play all their games on steam so i can see how how much time they're not spending dissertating
1: (laughs) be like hey give me that next chapter no, I can't. I have a doctor's appointment. Be like, no, you don't. You have put seventy two hours into this game <laughs> in the past two weeks. Give me that chapter. I think that's a, I think that's a great plan. Make them <laughs> sign up for Raptor accounts, and you can just follow everything.
0: There you go. Oh
2: God, that's
1: so funny.
0: You can see when you know. You can see when they're like gaming in the middle of the day. Uh-huh. <clears throat> funny. I'm gang.
1: J- JK. Um, jk 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 i was gonna say i didn't know I, if, ga- if gaming in the middle of the day is a bad thing then sam you and i have some serious problems with 205a <laughs> <laughs> but still ours still, is that research problems. that's true that is very true it's not research when i play sims all day for like two days in a row yeah probably not that's gaming you're gonna have to get an article out of that to to justify that just to justify it. I don't think I don't think I have anything else to possibly say about Sims. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh, All right. Yeah. It's
0: my turn. Your turn. What have I been playing? I too played some Dragon's Dogma. Um I I don't know. I don't know if it was the the T V setup or what. Um it was freezing in the in the lab where we usually play games. So I was in Alex Lane's office playing games. Um, because the TV that used to be in my office is now in the lab. Um, and, uh, I, and her TV is really close to like where you
1: sit. Um, my office is like two cubic feet. Yeah. Big, so. <laughs> so everything's very <really> close. <laughs> so there's like,
0: there's like a TV and a chair and that's it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that was it or if it was just the game itself. Um, but the gameplay experience and the the visuals were very odd. Um, so I'm actually going to give it another chance and, and, you know, dedicate another hour or two to it um, on my setup at home and see how if it feels better. Um, that being said, I like Nicole. um was really irritated by the NPCs in this game um, because it's like an RPG for non-RPG players.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to say it. That um, is. And there
0: was no way to, because it's, there. it's not like, it's just like tutorial text that you can turn off or something that you can do. It's just built into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, The NPCs are constantly not only walking you through everything, but telling you something, coming back to tell you again, and then coming back to check on you and make sure you did it afterwards, right? Um, And I was really just ready to kill somebody by, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes in. Um, But... I I put a little bit of time into it. Um unfortunately, yeah, I didn't save my progress so I got to play through that again cuz I was at Alex's office. So I couldn't cloud save it. Um so I'm going to have to start over from the beginning, but I think that's a good thing because maybe I'll be able to kind of start over with a clean slate and give it another chance. Yeah. Um I've also been playing um I got a new I got a new PC yep <clears throat> um because <laughs> i hadn't really been doing much pc gaming um but a lot of stuff that i you know want to do and, and want to write about is on the pc so you know what i had to 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 go ahead and bite the bullet and um get a pc but i got a new um very beautiful rainbow keyed <laughs> alienware laptop um yeah, I, one of the first things I did was spend a whole lot of time feeling, figuring out how to um, do custom colors on different quadrants of my keyboard so that I could change them uh, all to different colors. Um, I'm guessing
1: you won't teach me how to do that, right? No. Figure it out yourself. <laughs> and,
0: uh,
3: <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, <laughs>
0: But I'm loving it, and um, I've been playing more PC games. Um, Something I've been dying to play was I was actually dying to check out Rift, the MMORPG, for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So I signed up, started a character, um, and if anybody knows me with RPGs, it takes me hours literally to do a character.
1: It, um, it really does. I remember the first time when we played that WoW expansion at the goblins. I think that was like the first time we ever game together. I was like, "What is happening?" Is, uh, I, I'm a I'm a stickler. I have to. It has to be exactly the way I want to. I have to.
0: I have to read about the races. I have to read about the kind of um, the racial traits that come with. Uh, with each race I have to figure out which class within the race and what are the characteristics and have to weigh my options and then I have to like customize hair and eyes and how far the eyes are apart and how broad the nose is and where the cheekbones are and where the ears sit on the head it takes me forever. And In drives- your defense
1: your characters always look way better than anybody else's characters. <laughs>
0: That's funny. <laughs> but um so I spent a good bit of time, there, and actually there was not as much customization possible in Rift um, as I would have liked, because there you couldn't change facial structure things. You could change colors, you can change hairstyles and like facial tattoos and stuff like that, but you could not change facial and body structure things, which really kind of pissed me off. Um, and then so I got a character started and I played through a little bit of, you know, a little a little bit of the beginning of the game and did a quest or two. It's interesting. It's it's much like, wow, um, I want to play a bit more to see how the story starts to unfold more, because I think that that's that'll be the thing that makes it or breaks it for me. OK, um, I want to try to speak through these because, I, like I said, I was one to say we needed to have more time to talk about our uh Topic of the week.
1: Um I to get Rift too. I'm just saying that. You're just saying that? Yeah. I'll
0: tell you what I'll tell you what server I'm on then later. All right. Um I played some PC games. I played um a very funny little game um called Horrid Henry. Uh that I actually saw it went on it went on sale on Steam uh like last week. Uh, and I bought it uh to, uh so actually more than anything to make fun of um, to, of a friend who has a little boy who um, she would probably call Horrid Henry or Horrid Hank, um, but it was a really cute game and it comes it's from a children's book about a little boy who who uh, is rambunctious to say the least. Um, so you play this little cartoony kid um, who's. You know, looks much like the artwork in the book. Who goes through and terrorizes his little brother, and you know, does all kinds of like awful stuff and tears up the house and all kinds of fun stuff. And you have to do these things, and it's quest driven. It's like, you know, catch fifteen spiders with this bucket of goo. So you have to go catch fifteen spiders. It's very much a kid's game, um, but it's funny. Um, that sounds cute. It sounds cute. And it was like a dollar. It was like a dollar. So you know, you can't. You know, even if you just sit and get an hour or two uh, of gameplay out of it, and you giggle for a minute, uh, for a buck, what can you you know? What can you say? Yeah, that's funny. I um, played, went back and and I played this when it first came out, but uh, I was looking at the uh, GameFly um, platform, and uh, they had as one of their free download games on the PC was Puzzle Quest. So I went and I played more Puzzle Quest, which I originally played on the DS when it came out. Um, and I was playing it, and I was like, "Oh my God!" Now I remember why I hate this game. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's bejeweled basically, but then they make you click through all these narrative bits to get, yes. to, the next, to, get to the next puzzle, which is a you know a battle um, with uh, with some kind of you know some kind of baddie. Um, and it's not the, it's not the narrative bits or the fact that you have to click through
1: the narrative bits, but it's that the story is so gosh darn awful, yeah. uh, that made that
0: <laughs> game so bad.
1: <sighs> I, I played that game before too, and it is 100% exactly how you are describing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. We had a whole discussion about this last night too. It's just horrible. Yeah, story <laughs> just click, cool. click, click, click. It's like, how fast can I click
1: through these? Come on, come
2: on. Like, come on. <laughs>
1: For a game that you could play without all that crap, much better. But then it would just be Bejeweled. Right, well, exactly what I'm saying. You could just play Bejeweled yeah. and not yeah. have any of all that annoying crap, you know.
0: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then, um, oh, I bought the Humble Bundle, which well, should also be on our deals for Broke-Ass Gamers, and we'll talk more about that, um, which I think is now up to eight games plus, like, five soundtracks <clears throat> if, you beat the, if you beat the minimum. Um, I bought hum- the Humble Bundle when it came out day one, which was like, was that last week? Um, was it just last week? Anyway. Yeah, it hasn't been out that long. It was like last week, so I bought the Humble Bundle when it came out because there was some stuff that I wanted in there. I can't remember what it was. Actually, I think there was only one game,
1: maybe two, that I didn't already have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember you and Adam going through the games you already had. I got that one, got that one, that
0: okay. one, but you know, one that go, goes to charity, two, there were one or two games in there, I think maybe one in that first batch that I wanted that I didn't already have, mm-hmm. um, on some platform, um, uh, cause even Bastion was in there and, you know, I've already played Bastion, um, Super Brothers, Sword and Sorceries was in there, but I already had that on the iPad, Psychonauts was in there, but I already had that on the, uh, uh, for the PlayStation. So I basically had everything in there except for, like, one thing, which I can't even remember which one it was now. Um, and then yesterday they added three more games, Super Meat Boy, Bastion, and something else.
1: I forgot about my new iPad and all the iPad games I've been playing. There oh, you go. shoot. I
0: yeah, so they added three new games yesterday, and Alone oh, Survivor, the big red truck, because that was the uh, that's the game that I've been playing. Um, it was also the game that I wanted. Um, I've been wanting to play. Um, it was on my it was on my next Step to buy on the Steam platform nice. um, that had kind of fallen back since I got sucked into McGuffin's Curse by the fact that Alex Lane said. You'll hate it, Sam. I, I was going to say, I thought you hated it. You still playing I it? No, I'm not. That's great. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not playing it. But it was, ne- But see, I hadn't, I hadn't bought, well, I bought Horde Henry. But um, it w- the next up game that I, when I had a little bit of time, was going to be Lone Survivor because McGuffin's um, Curse took Lone Survivor's place when you told me I was going to hate it. Um, <laughs> so I got Lone Survivor. They actually just added it because I had originally beat the minimum when I, uh, when I bought the games back last week um and so I played uh Lone Survivor last night for a while, which is interesting it's a side scroller um where you know a side scroller meets um uh, survival horror um it's pretty interesting you know people have talked about i've you know heard and seen um folks on the internet uh, talking about um how how scary this game is, one, it didn't scare me. I tried, you know, tried everything they said, turn the lights down, play it with headphones on, blah, 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 blah. And you have to fight these zombie things or try to avoid the zombie things and then fight them a little bit. And, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. Maybe it was because I just got frustrated because I kept getting killed. And I was like, this is stupid. I need, like, guns. I need big guns, and I need to be able to shoot the shit out of these things and, you know, and play on. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's side-scroller. It's like 8-bit side-scroller meets um, survival horror game. So it's like. Is it artistic? It didn't. didn't, It's artistic. Shut up. (laughs) It, It didn't work for me. Like I said, you know, it's one of those games. Maybe I'll I'll have a drink and play it again. Maybe it'll be more fun when I'm drinking and I'll be less most frustrated. I'll be less frustrated. So, that's what I've been playing for the most part there this week. Sweet. Nice. Yep. And I can admit up front, I have been reading absolutely nothing because I was away on business all week and... I worked really hard all day and would have dinner and drink at night and then come back to my hotel room and go to sleep.
1: Uh, I was going <laughs> to say, by, by not reading anything, you mean you read all day, every day.
0: Well, yes, I read all day, every day, which all was right. the problem. <laughs> but none of it. Well, yeah, some of it did have to do with games. Most of it did not, though.
1: Did you uh, disqualify any game proposals because they sucked?
0: You know what? I cannot answer that question, Alex Lane. Oh, really? Is it confidential? It, they didn't say it was, but it just seems unethical to say, "Oh yeah, this panel on blah 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 really sucked," so I ding that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> so I that. That. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. I was for those in the who were wondering, I was doing stage two reviewing for uh, the C's conference next year
1: for proposals, proposals breaking dreams. <laughs> you are horrible. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so. I've been. I was reading lots of stuff that nobody wants to hear about. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't. Think I was reading any game-related things specifically. I was. Um. I turned my prospectus in on Monday, so up until then, I was reading and prepping uh, for that. So I guess in the last two weeks since we've recorded, I've been reading a ton about, um, like statistics in game industry and sexual harassment in the workplace stuff. Um, and also, this might be salient to talk about, we came up with a title for my dissertation, and when I say we, mostly (laughs) Sam. Oh, no. Oh, well, you have a knack for titles. I'm pretty good at titles. And so now, officially the title, and we asked Jenny Bay, and she even approved it. Um, Oh, there you go. And it is Booth Babes, Bitches, and the Embodiment of procedurality i don't remember exactly what we went with something like that
0: but it was bitches and the embodiment of procedure. procedural
1: rhetoric yeah 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 and then i said jenny is it all right if i have the word bitch in the title of my dissertation and she goes as long as it's not jenny's a bitch <laughs> 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 i was like oh my god sold. that's funny <laughs> so i will do that <laughs> um but yeah uh, of the stuff I've been reading, I guess the most interesting to, and maybe our topic today, it would be interesting to that, is um, looking at, I found an article specifically about sexual harassment in technology and STEM-related um, fields, and why the numbers are so much higher there than in other disciplines, even though there are far fewer women. um there's a much higher rate of sexual assault in in technology based fields. So that's yeah. what I've been reading. Hmm. Nice,
2: cool. I I've just been keeping up with E three. So that's kind and of that's, a lot of reading. All I was of its gonna own. Say that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to admit that
0: um, while I was away, I had um, my computer on and like plugged up, and I was listening to. Um, a lot of the uh, the streams while mm-hmm. I was reading oh, until it yeah. just got too distracting, and then I had to turn them off because uh, <laughs> I had to focus, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it's definitely quite a bit.
1: So, what you drinking, ladies? Coffee, yay, also coffee. Sam, what are you drinking? I bet it's something totally normal and delicious.
0: I'm drinking something totally normal. I, I went to the discount den for those in the know. Um <laughs> we have this we have several places on campus where you can get a bucket of soda for less than a dollar. If you go to the discount den you can get like a thirty two ounce soda for like sixty cents or you can up it <laughs> to the big like forty four ounce soda for seventy five cents.
1: Did you guys see that they're putting up legislation or whatever to ban any sodas bigger than 16 fuck ounces. the entire
0: state of new york do you understand me no you will not take away my giant sodas so
1: <laughs> stupid the the colbert Report and uh daily show spoofs of that have been so hilarious like they colbert, have
2: been really funny have you
1: seen did you see the one where COVID, or, uh, Stewart like takes and he has this he's like yeah so for lunch I can go get this pastrami sandwich which has three pounds of pastrami on it though I'm not allowed to share it with anybody else or I have to pay extra and then I'll go around the corner to Hooters and I will get this platter of wings that, like is my entire week's worth of fat and and I can eat that but I better not wash it down with this soda cause that would be illegal and unhealthy <laughs> cause that's illegal <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, that's
1: funny.
2: It's been good.
0: So I have this huge 44-ounce uh, soda. And uh, what I did this time was because, well, I'm, it's uh, part Diet Mountain Dew and part Cold Red Mountain Dew in true gamer fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I needed as much caffeine as possible. I started to put an energy shot in it, but I thought that might be a bit much. Um <laughs> That would be That's so cool. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> As you just drive me to the hospital. I know. It's
1: like, her heart's gonna explode. But she's <coughs> really awake. <But> she's really <laughs> awake. Really, really awake. If you drink three five-hour energies, does that mean you'll be awake for 15 hours? Uh, yeah. I think
2: that means... I think you should try wait. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should try it. Be the guinea pig, Alex.
3: Yeah,
2: done, 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 and done, done and done. All right.
0: Um, next up is news, and I think what we've kind of decided that instead of doing our normal news, since a lot of the, this week's news was going to come from E3, we were going to um share very quickly our one most our one thing that had us most excited about what I have called an otherwise boring E3. <laughs> yep. Lacking and, luster. <laughs> it, it's, surprising, it's surprising how um, how boring E3 can be when there's no new hardware announcements. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Or when yeah. the hardware is something that we basically don't care about. Don't care about and have already seen 15 times. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um. So, so most excited about an otherwise boring E3 for me? Mm-hmm. It had been rumored... Um, And people had talked about it, and it had appeared and disappeared, and blah, 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 was uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation for the Vita. Are you kidding me? A fucking (laughs) black female assassin? Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, whatever. I am all over that. I will be standing in line somewhere to get that when it comes out. (laughs)
2: plus it it, i mean aside from that it does look pretty freaking
1: sweet (laughs) i might get a vita just so i can play that
2: that's what i was telling her i was like i need to save money for a vita
1: we can go in on one together
2: and i think they're coming
0: out with a white with a white vita Mm, yep they are you can bundle it with the um, Assassin's Creed Liberation. Yeah, a a black female assassin is set in 18th century New Orleans. Now, this can either be really good or go horribly, horribly wrong because she's Creole. I think she's supposed... I mean, it's interesting that now we have all these biracial um, assassins, right? Because she is half French and half black. So she's Creole, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and I thought it would be really, really interesting to see how that uh, how that works out, how they're going to play off that cultural thing um, and how that turns out in the end. Like I said, it's going to be really good or really, really bad.
1: I'm hoping, I'm hoping beyond hope it's good. Well, the, think- with the, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say with the Assassin's Creed game, it seems like they put more time into their um, characters than a lot of other companies, right? So I think that they would be less... It seems like they would be less likely to just pick five stereotypes about Creole people and then you, and then go from that, right? That's usually more complex than that, their yeah. characters.
2: So. That's almost exactly what I was going to say is that right, they, high in, high. In, the, yeah, in the past of Assassin's Creed games, they've been a little bit more elaborate in their characters than, like you said, most companies. So I'm hoping they do right on this one. I really am because it looks very cool. Well, it can either
0: be well done or it's going to be a ripoff of, uh, what is that show on the History Channel, Swamp People?
2: Yeah, Swamp People. (laughs) Oh my god, something I never thought we'd ever talk about in this
1: podcast just (laughs) came up. I know, When I woke up this morning and I was prepping for all the stuff we were going to talk about. I should have watched an episode of Swamp People. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I've failed
2: you, podcast. I've failed
1: you. (laughs) Threw myself on the mercy of the podcast gods.
2: Uh Uh-huh, see?
1: I did my research.
2: (laughs) Sam has one-upped us once again yes, yes
1: I feel it's just best to stay Accustomed to that
2: feeling
1: so oh Sam god, plays for the win so Alright <laughs> Hence her references just want people
2: Oh god oh, That's funny Alright what's exciting to y'all Okay well, I'm excited that they announced new engines, which which we also were just commenting before the podcast how strange it is that they're announcing it at E3. Yeah. So, so I'm just excited that not only did they announce them, but they showed us a little bit of what's going to make them awesome. So Epic Games is coming out with Unreal 4, which probably almost any game that any... Oh, God, this is going to be bad to say. So I'm not going to say it. Any gamer has played, has epic games unreal engine involved with it because it's all over the place Mm -hmm. so the fact that they're doing unreal 4 i think it's just awesome because they've done a really good job with their engines in the past and then square enix showed off their okay and this is this is luminous right do you guys know
1: Luminous. luminous 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 sounds right yeah, but
2: I always want to say Lou Mines. So do like, I. That's, that's what I want to say. That's usually what too. I want to say. Well, because but, that's the um, same as
0: the, the, the game that was on the, uh, what you call it? on the.
2: It's on the Vita, too, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it on the, yeah, it's on the Vita, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I think they both look really awesome. And they said that the highlights of both of them is that the um, it's going to make uh developers jobs a lot easier because the way that they do fire and lighting and water and smoke and stuff like that is going to be so much more dynamic than it has been in the past that it's just going to make their job very easy but the downside of us seeing this right now is that it's we're not going to see it in games until actually a solid amount of time after the new consoles come out and the solid, there's no solid release date on those either. So yeah, who knows when we'll start seeing them in games, but they look cool. So yay. Yay! Woo.
1: What about you, Alex Lane? What you got? My things I'm excited for sound really lame in comparison to yours. So I'll say them in a sad voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for the, I didn't follow E3 as much as you guys did. Clearly. Um, but the, what I did see of it, the stuff I was most excited for were the new Xbox things they were coming out with, particularly the, that they're, because I don't have cable, so bringing, they're bringing sports channels to Xbox. You can get, like, all the ESPNs. And as somebody who steals um, the, what is it that I steal from you? The game day stuff from Sam. Um, yeah, Sam was nice enough to loan me access to that, which is saving me like $700 a year, so thank you. I will pay you back. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, I was, and and I miss the sports channels, so uh, I'm excited that they're going to be available through Xbox and I think that bodes well for the rest of regular cable TV being available through there. I mean, we just got Hulu Plus like two weeks ago, which is probably also why I haven't played very many games.
3: Well, that's um, awesome.
1: Oh my god, it's so great! I watched this. I've watched like three or four whole seasons of shows, like just playing in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I love it. So, anyway, I'm excited for that. And then the new AirPlay system. I forgot what they call it. They call it something else, but um, to where to wirelessly connect up your media devices so you can play different things and access different things. I think that will bode well for being able to illegally download things and then Mm. play them through your xbox so i'm sort of excited about that so yeah and the connect internet stuff that they're gonna do they're trying to redo how we think about web browsing and use the connect right as your keyboard or something like that
0: yeah but good lord they're gonna have
1: internet explorer is gonna be the browser on that puppy that's right i saw that that's just yeah a poor choice
2: they really, they really pushed Internet Explorer at E3 this year, which I thought was weird too. Like Why? they were, they were pushing it. I don't know because I guess they redid the whole thing and it's supposed to be so great. So all of their new stuff is, I mean, Microsoft's obviously infamous for bundling all of their things with all of their stuff and forcing you to use it. Of course, but yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, they were they were pushing it big time, big time. And speaking E3. of
1: Microsoft, they got a release date for um, the Microsoft Office being released for the iPad. oh yeah november or something
2: it looks awesome too i'm super excited for that i am
1: too that's what pages is for
0: yeah you know you know what i got
1: on the uh, ipad that i love it's called good notes and it hooks up to your dropbox and then you put like pdfs in your dropbox and you can access Mm -hmm. it through there and then you you write on it like you that's always my big problem reading stuff on I iP- on e-readers is you can't write on it that's how I like to take notes I like to draw stars and check marks and crap like that um, yeah but it lets you draw on them it lets you draw on them and then it, again then if you want it can OCR your handwriting which obviously it can't OCR my handwriting but for most people <laughs> it would be able to because your handwriting
0: is completely illegible even to even to the human eye
1: I feel like it would be like if you gave a baby a paintbrush <laughs> like I get done writing and I'm like what is what happened (laughs) you should have been a doctor should have been a doctor that's right people could have got she brought something into
0: my office the other day and was like can you sign this and I took one look at it (laughs) I was like no you have to type Type it I was like, this is illegible. She was
1: like, but that's my best
0: handwriting. I was really
1: careful. She was right. You're right. But I tried so hard. Like, I like held my hand with my other hand to like slowly (laughs) write it out. She's like, no, you need to type this. I'm like, well, let me type it in. She's like, then use a typewriter. This is awful. (laughs) I was like, "There's one right down the hall. Go use a typewriter. You are, n- I'm not signing this." And poor Joy, so she's funny. so nice. She's like, "I'll do it if you need me to." I'm like, "Thank you, Joy." But Aww. that is my own failing. <laughs> Joy is so nice. I love Joy. She is the best. I lucked out with a decent secretary for the first time since I've been there. Oh my god! I hope you guys can like give her a raise or something so she stays, Unlike all <laughs> the other secretaries in the department. <laughs> Sticks around. That's yeah. funny. Anywho, should I do my indie game?
0: Absolutely, our indie game of the week. Oh, yes, a little song. Indie Game Do-do-do. of the Week. Boop boop. Indie game.
1: boop. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Done. Uh my indie game of the week is Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. It was released uh for the first time on the iPad in March twenty eleven, um, but just got released in April for the Mac. And it is Involved, or it is packaged in the new Humble Bundle, um, which is why I got it. And it's by Capybara. 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 Um, and they're the de- they're the developers on that. So, um, it was voted one, through Time Magazine called it one of the top ten games of 2011, which nice. is pretty surprising, I think. Um, and like all over, it was called like one of the most beautiful games of 2011 um like several different sites uh so visually it's sort of like it's definitely an artistic game it's a it's actually it's not even really a game um like you don't do a lot um like uh i think one of the reviews i was reading was like this is a good game but it is also a zero adrenaline game like you (laughs) never are excited while you are playing this um, so it's sort of like so it's sort of like a lot of those artistic games right that's like audio visual experience rather than a game um, which hilariously enough I am coming I am, uh, we are working on a I'm saying weeks I'm going to make you guys help me working on a video <laughs> review of artistic games um, to be on NYMG soon so there you go um, th- there are a lot of things I like about this game though I wouldn't play it normally like after after whatever half hour i was kind of like okay i think i i get it i'm done Um, i get it what i do like is that the writing is amazing um i didn't think the visuals were anything to like write home about it because because it was like a it had that like kind of beautiful type feel to it but it was also retro so it was like like pixelated squares and stuff like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so it was sort of weird. And the an audio, I guess maybe it was because I was playing Bastion, but the audio was like, yeah, I mean it's it's good, but in comparison with some of the other games, if your thing's gonna be an artistic experience, I thought it could be ratcheted up a notch. But I mean it was still it was still really good. And so the big question for me it, was it fun? I don't regret experiencing it, is what I can say to that. That's so
2: PC. Right. <laughs>
1: Well, that's true. Like, I wasn't, like... It wasn't, like, after you guys played Dear Esther or something, right? Oh, God. Oh, God. But, and I want okay, to, so,
2: to
0: somebody.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay,
2: so then is the question... Is it fun? Or is the question, why was it featured as one of the best games in 2011? Like, I don't... I guess I'm not really understanding what's so great about it, then. That's,
1: that's a good question. They were saying it was the visuals and the writing... And the audio and the integration mm-hmm. of the three of them that made it one of the best games of 2011.
2: Oh, um, okay, so basically, that it was trying to do things that maybe people haven't done all three of those so well before.
1: Exactly, it was like supposed to like integrate those things really well together into a story. Oh. But I, I don't. I think that there's been better artistic games out there, like uh, like Limbo, was prettier, I think, and and that's uh, also
0: a novel bundle.
1: Yeah, there you go. Oh, shoot.
2: I really need to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going
1: to get it. Get it. It's good. Get it. All right. Well. So that's it. It wasn't really fun. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. It really wasn't fun. No. It's fine. That's it. Good.
3: Yeah.
0: Yay. Um, okay, so now we go to the indie game. I'm not indie game of the week, good lord. <laughs> Rewind uh to the issue of the week. Um, which actually came um came up uh because of an article that appeared in Kotaku on uh, May 30th by Patricia Hernandez. And uh, the article was called Three Words I Said to a Man I Defeated in Gears of War that I'll Never Say Again. Um, and those three words, for those who are wondering, "Where I raped you. Um, which is interesting uh, for a number of reasons. Because, you know, for years, those of, those of us who played first-person shooters, you know, and... In, in, We've seen people teabagging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. And in Gears, there is this uh, injured state um, where your uh, your character takes a certain pose that allows that allows the other player or another player to uh, do an action that simulates rape. Right. Or appears to be kind of a rape pose. Um, So uh, the author in this in this case was talking about the fact that she had been um, playing through and uh, playing through with multiplayer. This is another, of course, is the, is the, is another thing about this is that she was playing multiplayer and there was a lot of kind of harassment and shit talking going on and so forth, so on and so forth. So when she finally beats this guy who's just been fucking with her all night, she does this, um, she does this simulated rape thing and she says, I raped you. Um, and it was, and after, as she thought about it afterwards, as a victim of rape herself, um, She had these kind of revelations about what those words meant, why she said them, um, and just kind of like just kind of like thoughts about women in gaming and women in the industry altogether that we're going to talk about different layers of of rape and sexual assault um, in games and in the industry today, Um, because it was it was that that absolute robbing of power that absolute robbing of power it was that absolute degra- de- degradation that she felt when she herself was raped that she was trying to convey yeah right i mean and it, and it wasn't it wasn't the same thing that well hopefully <laughs> that you know like that 12 year old boys for example say when they play you know when they play um years of war and when they do those actions they are not thinking necessarily in those terms they're just not being thoughtful at all
2: right because they don't understand the implications of what they're saying
0: exactly but she understood way too well right right. Um, and that was what really freaked her out about the situation altogether Mm -hmm. right um so it's a really interesting story i definitely will put the link to it in the show notes read the article Because you can definitely get the nuances. And then there were the comments.
2: Oh, God. uh, Don't even get started. (laughs) They're just so bad. And you know what? I think the biggest thing about the comments is that, for one, like, yes, it is a a gaming website where we talk about games, right? Like, that's the purpose of Kotaku. But I just wanted to bring up this one comment um, from just, I I won't even say the person's tag or handle on here but they they write they write in the comments the fact that this kind of garbage constitutes as news on kotaku is really unnerving these kind of articles were all over the were all over the internet at one time and they slowed down They need to actually be read before posted because i don't think half of the stuff like this or by another writer on kotaku it's similar female writers should be allowed on here kotaku isn't a political soapbox and you know what, like, that's not the point of the article whatsoever, for one. And two, this guy just calls out, and this was this was the sentiment of all the comments on the article, was that it was a bunch of, I don't want to just come out and say guys, but they they that's how they claimed themselves. They came out and they said, I'm a guy, and I don't understand this perspective, for one, and I don't think that it should even be brought to my attention, for two, because they thought that it was just stupid. They didn't see any point to it whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just disturbing to me.
1: It seems to be one of the ways that people fight back against these issues is they completely don't engage in it at all. And then they call out the idea that it should even be talked about. Um, Like. Put it, you know, it's sort of like in academia when people are like, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting, but that belongs in a women's studies course. That's saying, like, I refuse to acknowledge that this is part of reality for anybody, and I'm going right. to just, like, push it aside, right? So it's not that it's good that people say I raped you or it's not this. You know, they get to very safely be like, well, regardless of what this person's talking about, it doesn't belong on Kotaku. Like, right. And I think that is like that dismissiveness is what's happening. I think it happens a lot. And I think that's why the people who have liked our website um, and our podcast, I think the reason, one of the reasons that they do like it is that they, that some people like see these games and see this stuff happening and are like, this is part of my experience as a gamer and I want it to be talked about, Mm -hmm. but it's not being talked about because of these ridiculous um, ideas about what should and shouldn't be part of the mainstream gamer culture. Yeah. So, you know
2: what I mean? Yeah. And that was a big thing also with the comments is I think it w- it actually made a lot of the commenters feel uncomfortable. And so their reaction was like, why is this here? I don't want to see this. And then, I, you know, I, I understand that. So don't read it or don't comment on it. You know what I mean? Like, I. I understand if it makes you uncomfortable, but the f- to come out and say that it shouldn't be there is ridiculous. And then, well,
1: the very although, fact that it makes them uncomfortable means that it should be there, and they should be reading it, right? Because this oh, stuff yeah. makes all of us uncomfortable all the times, and we're right, experiencing right. and it's,
2: it. It's not that we're like, yeah, it's not that we're comfortable with it. The fact that this right. writer came out on Kotaku and and talked about how she was personally raped and she Mm -hmm. even comes out and says multiple times. Like it wasn't just a one time thing that happened and she just got over it. The fact that she came out and said these things, I mean, she should be commended for it. I've never seen a a female come out on such a a public platform in gaming where women are always harassed and talk about something like this.
0: Exactly. And you, you know, and you kind of, she, she makes herself, a target, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and not in a bad way, or it shouldn't be in a bad way, right? Oh. She is just, you know, saying, here is, you know, here is what happens when I become complicit in this, right? So, you know, to, to make you think about what is actually going on, not only when you say these things, but how you might be making other people that you say these things to feel, Right. right. And then, of course, you know, we have, you know, your your usual trolls that are just like, well, girls shouldn't play games. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, it just makes you want to castrate somebody um, um, just to make sure they never reproduce. Um, I, I don't know ahead, if I ever Alex.
1: told you this, Sam. Um, after I read your paper at Femret, um, people started talking about using rape in games like oh i totally raped you and they were talking about that and then this one another woman like raised her hand or whatever and she said i don't understand why that's any worse than saying i killed you i don't think we should be upset about people saying i raped you we should be upset about people saying i killed you because being killed is worse than being raped or whatever it's
0: totally and, spoken like a woman who's never been raped right and and mm-hmm. that, or has like, no understanding of what of what it of, of, of what it of what what comes up afterwards right yeah right what you have to live with afterwards you're dead you're dead you don't have to live with that right well and
1: and 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 it's interesting to me because to me it's there's no there's it's it's uh, it's clear that uh uh i think saying i killed you is not nearly as bad as saying i raped you in a game maybe because like to for power reasons but i wouldn't mind if someone's like oh i totally killed you and somebody was like oh i totally raped you i wouldn't care you know what i mean like, I have a different yeah. personal reaction to that. And so I was, like, curious about people who think that we shouldn't be engaging in a discussion about rape, but about all the things we say to each other in games, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but I don't I know think if you the... guys agree or disagree with that.
2: Yeah, I think that that was brought up in the comment section, too, as someone was like, you know, it's disturbing to me that you think that the fact that rape is being brought up while you're playing a game where you are tearing someone apart with a chainsaw, like, they're like, oh, it's on the same level. The violence and the, the raping are on the same level. And it's definitely not, but I think one of the other things that maybe kind of plays into what we have next for this is, that, um, is the fact that the culture about it or like yes. the gaming culture has brought the culture of rape into it. And it's become an acceptable norm and it's become something that, uh, and and that's the whole point of her article. It's become something that has turned into, well, I'm a victim of rape myself, but I'm so absorbed into the gaming culture. And this is such a norm inside of it that yes. I myself have become a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's, exactly. that's, that's the part that's just, it's, it's, Something that needs to change, like that. It, it right, be. it's it's that
0: you know it's, this, it's the same kind of thing that we talk about in minority rhetorics when we talk about um, you know people who have become have kind of taken on the culture of uh, taking on the culture of the a majority in such a way that they start to. Um, replicate the, uh, actions of the majority, right? So you get issues of like, of like internalized racism or internalized sexism. And that's exactly what this, this, this kind of also kind of calls you into thinking about, right? Is that you become so much of a quote unquote gamer and everything that it is to be a gamer, which is to be, you know, Male between eight well, you used to be between eighteen and thirty, but now of course we know that that the the ages are getting getting older because it's now like twenty something to forty something right? so yeah. but you know, male and um uh, if we look at online gaming culture and kind of online community culture as well, definitely misogynistic. Also a little bit, uh, well, not a little bit, also sexist and racist and all of these other kind of prejudices that come along with this identity. And to to see that women, because they get caught up in the game. And I think that this was another thing that happened for her is that she got so caught up in it is that she lost herself. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. she became that thing that had hurt her and that she hated Right. And it really, I mean, I can see how that would just really fuck with your mind really, really fast as you went, oh shit. You know, I just did in my mind. Because the, the guy that she said it to had no idea, you could not feel what she felt, right? right. Because right. of her own experiences. But in her own head, she says, I just did the worst thing I could have ever done to another human being.
2: Right.
0: Because it was that thing that had happened to her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And she did it intentionally.
2: Yeah, she did it with the full knowing of what she was inflicting on this person, absolutely,
0: or what she meant to inflict, right? Right, right. Even if even if he didn't get it, she know what she meant to inflict,
2: right? And I can see how that would really fuck with your mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I think also one of the other things uh, you kind of touched on as well is that she, and even in the comments section, is that the the people who are commenting on it are saying, well, that's a part of gaming and if you can't handle it, get out. And then they're like, you know, the the overall sentiment is like it's boys club. This is what right. guys do to each other. So, if you can't handle it, get out. It's like, no, because it doesn't
1: have to be part
2: it do- it, of it doesn't you know? have to be part of it. And also, if half if half of gamers are women, then it's not yeah. a boys club. It's right. not a boys club at all. And why should we feel like we have to you know, conform to the boys club rules in order to play games. That's nonsensical to me. It just doesn't make any sense. Why do we
0: have to conform to this? Why do we have to agree to be used, to be raped, to be all of these things yes. in order to participate in this, in, in, in this culture, in this community? That's bullshit.
1: Right. All right. It's total bullshit. Especially when like, like you're saying, we represent a significant portion of the market like, every dollar spent on video games, 70 cents of it is spent by a woman, whether it's whatever you want to say, if it's, like, a mom or something buying it for somebody. But we're the ones spending the money, and you know, yeah. we're here, our voices just aren't the loudest right now, they're not dominant, they're not in the mainstream. But when places like Kotaku say, no, this issue is part of what it means to be a gamer...
2: Mm -hmm. then I think
1: that's a positive step right
2: Mm -hmm. oh yeah I think it's I I I gained a lot of respect for Kotaku for putting this article up and then and leaving and leaving the comment section open on it because they could have just shut down the comics the comments Mm -hmm. and not allowed people to say anything about it but they left it open and they let this writer just put everything out in the open and I think that's really great that they did
1: that What I like, too, is that she didn't come down on a people who do this are horrible or we blah, blah, blah. But it was more like, here's like you guys were saying, or like, here's what my thought process was as this was happening. It was like an honest, like reflection reaction. Yeah. And I think like that when you're dealing with issues where you say something like I raped you when you are a rape survivor. Like, I think that's the most helpful for people is to like, just kind of hear what's going on inside your head. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. A, like it seems like a lot of the stuff we talk about on NYMG—they're like personal reflections about a really complex issue, and so—and <laughs> that opens discussion. I think. Well, obviously, it opened idiot discussion on the comments, but right. You know, but it actually opens discussion rather than being heavy-handed or something. Right, right.
2: And, and there was a lot of there was a lot of comments like. Um, uh like probably three quarters of the comments were against what she was saying, but the fact that there was just even twenty five percent of the comments that were that were fighting against the, the fact that these people were upset by what she said was mm. i mean that's uh, think of all the people who read Kotaku and the fact that they can see that it's it's a big deal. I'm very glad that they did this, so
0: it's a huge deal right? mhm yeah, I think uh, yeah, wow. I I I give her mad props for uh, for even posting that in the very first place.
2: Yeah, and you yeah. know what? Also, the sad thing is, is I bet that she probably gets a lot of emails from from women ta- commending her for this, but they won't put it in the comments yeah, section. Sure yeah,
0: right. because then you then you open yourself up to the same kind of to the same kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. See, and I never did make a comment, and now I want to go back and make a comment.
2: Just I know, I do too. It's like, no, oh, I want to.
1: <laughs> Good. Everyone should. Everyone who's listening to this should. Yeah. I Click agree. through when you see
0: the link in the show notes and and make your voice heard. Because comments are still open. Yep, they definitely are. Alrighty. So, I mean, and that, that's an interesting thing, obviously, because as as we've talked about earlier, I think that a lot of what goes on, well, it becomes a question of what come, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? <laughs> it's like, we see these, these rape imagery, rape symbolism, um, actual rape, right? Um, right. in games and in the gaming community, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, and, and the, the question of what comes first, the chicken or the egg, is it the portrayal of rape um, in games that is causing the actual rape in, in the community? Or is it, you know, the rape in the community and the attitudes that make it
1: okay for this to happen in the community? I think that's right? an amazing question. That, 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 that be causes it in games. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it is. I mean, because to 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 kind of get to that point. I mean, we we were going going through last night and trying to make a list of games where there was rape or rape symbolism or rape imagery. Um, and you know, for a minute, I put I think I put like one game down, and I'm like. I've been thinking about this since this post was this post was made like a week ago. I was like, and there's like a million games, but right now I can't think of any of them. And Nicole and I were on Skype when we were making the show notes. And then the games just started to flow. I was like, oh, yeah. And then there was this one and this one and this one. And... Um, <laughs> Nicole was like, "We should just Google date rape video games. I was like, "No, <laughs> don't do
2: it, don't, don't do, it.
0: do that. I was like, You'll never sleep if you do that <laughs> yeah. like, if you do that you will you will see some shit that will just like fuck with your head and you will never sleep again right um but I, you know, so we we were thinking about them and and one of I mean they're different games um and one of the first one, of course that popped up for me was was you know my most recent um, run in probably um, was Red Dead Redemption, right? Oh yeah, with the, yeah. With the with the um, the it was actually a murder of um, of a, a supposedly a prostitute, right, in the street yeah. uh, by one of the quote unquote bad guys. But it was the symbolic rape that made it so bad. I mean, I, I mean, I, I've played more Grand Theft Auto than I care to admit. I mean, and there are certain things that go on, but this was something that was so violent because of, one, the way that it went on, and two, the the verbiage that went along with it, right? So you have this kind mm. of half-clothed woman being straddled and held down in the street by a man, and penetrated repeatedly with a knife. She's being stabbed over and over again. She's screaming and he's like, shut up, bitch, before I cut you a new hole. Right? Yeah. It I mean, that just jarred me to my soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, it actually caused me to stop playing the game and I never picked it up again. Um, so, I mean, this is the kind of thing that we get while it's not an actual rape, but it's a symbolic rape, um, and in, in a way that you can't deny. Um, and then, there, you know, there's, there's all kinds of interesting other games. I'm going to throw a second one out there and then I'm going to let you guys kind of take, talk about yours too. But the, the second one that I had that also got to me, um, and, and now that I think about it, we've been doing this podcast for so long. I think we actually talked about this one too, when the, um, trailer for Bioshock 2 came out
1: Yes, Um,
0: it was so creepy symbolic of child molestation um, and kind of child molestation the molestation or rape of the little sisters that I could not even bring myself to ever even pick up the game to try it I mean and, and this is okay in somebody's head yeah. Right. This kind of, you know, this kind of imagery. And they say, you know, and they say, well, you know, women should be playing the same games as men. And, you know, you know, these aren't games for women. Games are for everybody. Okay. They're not. It's not to say that games for games for quote unquote women shouldn't have rape imagery in them. Games for anybody shouldn't have fucking rape imagery in them. Yeah. Okay. right. Because there are
1: repercussions all over the place. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I think too, like one of the one of the things that happens is games can portray things in a cartoonish way that's like obviously kinda of like theater of the absurd stuff, right? Like we're trying to be as grotesque as possible, or they can depict things as realistic. And the I see like Grand Theft Auto sort of as a cartoony one for the most part, right? Um mm-hmm. Like, they're obviously trying to push the envelope, do the worst thing that they can think of. Although, there's no uh, no rape in... Yeah, Nicole and I were talking about that. I was like, well, that's not rape, that's theft. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, like, where you kill the prostitute and take the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's, That's murder and theft, not rape. Right, exactly. And so, like, they're pushing the envelope in a very particular way, and so you're doing horrible things but the horrible things are the center of the game like Mm -hmm. there's a spotlight on it so you're always cognizant of these horrible things you're doing whereas in games like um like you're talking about with red dead the they they're trying to portray a reality and the reality that they're portraying like on the periphery is that is like that treatment of women right and so like in games like that when when rape or the treatment, of or even like uh, Shadows of the Damned, you know, mm. like how it was, how, how Paula got treated. Oh God, yeah. But that mm-hmm. wasn't in the spotlight of the game. That wasn't the point of the game was to show how grotesque or how, whatever this is, that was just taught as a version of how things are. And I think like that could be the most dangerous type of like, of, rape game like we have on here so like Mm -hmm. the heavy rain the la noir like that kind of stuff is arguing how the world works and in that world women are treated um horribly and they're raped and they're assaulted and they're all of these things so Mm -hmm. i don't know I, i maybe maybe i'm wrong but to me that's why i find when there's peripheral treatment of women really poorly in games like L.A. Noir, I find it more disturbing than a Grand Theft Auto. Well, uh,
0: or, you know, or even why, say, um, the rape symbolism in Bioshock and Red Dead Redemption is um, more disturbing and more toxic than the rape in L.A. Noir and Heavy Rain, right? Because yeah. in L.A. Noir You know, the fact that these women are being raped and sodomized is seen as being this monstrous, grotesque thing that the serial killer is doing. So it's saying, okay, this is bad. Right. Right. Um, So, you know, this is this is the person that we have to catch. Right. Because this has to stop. These women are being violated. You know, the fact that a lot of the people that are being violated are of, you know, that are, are, are minority or because the first one that we see that has been sodomized is actually Hispanic, right? It is. A, and she is the one who is splayed out for for viewing in ways that the other women have not been. And I would argue that that is a racial thing, but I'm not going to make that argument. Well, that's what I,
1: I, I yeah, I, I, I the part of that disturbing about or is your interaction with the bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the well, I, that's like the most disturbing part.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and then in, in heavy rain, right. When we have that one scene where you're not sure if you as a character or why these, why these men are in your apartment, right. Yeah. What, 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 what foul, what foul deeds they have in mind, right. Yeah, when they, you are being chased, you are in your underwear and you are being chased through your apartment by a series of men. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely kind of symbolic of this impending gang rape is what it is. Right. Yeah. And then um, in the end, and, you know, and I'm just gonna I'm going to spoil this part. Uh, in the end, when you run into the bathroom, slam the door, think that you've gotten away, you turn around and you are once again violated. Your body is penetrated with a knife. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it is rape symbolism all over the place. But that is with you as the victim and not you as the perpetrator, I mean, and the, and the kind of adrenaline rush that you get while you are trying to escape this horrible thing that is going to happen to you, but you don't know what that horrible thing is. But in your mind, you're like, okay, if they were just going to kill me, then that'd be fine. But I'm running around here in my panties and that's probably not what's going to happen to me. It makes it even worse. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because that that playing that section of the game actually made me physically ill. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and that is an interesting thing because it puts you in the position of the victim. So it makes you think about the rape in a different way. Yeah.
3: Right. And then
2: go the ahead. Little no, you're fine. I, I think the other horrible thing about exactly what you just said is the fact that the, the like not the only people, but the people who are going to feel that the most are are victims of rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're definitely an audience of video games. And I, I just can't imagine how someone would feel if they've experienced that that exact feeling personally and playing that game. Like, how, how horrified would you be? And why is that something that you want your audience to feel?
1: This is why I wonder if Sam's question at the beginning of this about which came first, the chicken or the egg, is what what you see when stuff like that happens is the lack of women in the gaming industry behind the games, making the games, and if there are if they are there, the lack of voice that they have. Um like uh, Sherry Gernere is saying she wanted to go to these meetings and every time she was there, she's like, What about the female players, right? And they got sick of hearing that. So they hid the meetings from her. So right. like if you have a woman being like, listen, you can't portray this you can't have her running around in her underwear while men in masks are chasing her through her apartment because that's super traumatic for half your audience
2: right yeah
1: you know you either don't have someone saying that or people aren't listening yeah because if you thought about it you wouldn't make it you wouldn't have done it like that i think
2: right or even maybe that they're getting sucked up into that whole boys club mentality Mm -hmm. and they're being convinced that it is okay for it to be in there
1: yeah that's true
2: because I was even thinking about where rape is seen in other like mediums, and I mean it's definitely prevalent in movies a lot, and it's supposed to give you that that the feeling like they they want you to feel exactly what helplessness, rape feels like. Oh yeah, exactly. Lack of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they want you to have that feeling, and then they call it they call it art. And I'm sorry, but I don't think that's art, and I don't think portraying it in that way like I. I think there are other ways to do it than making your audience go through something like that. But is, is that what these games are trying to do as well? And if so, why through rape? Like, why does it have to be through that way?
0: Right. I mean, and,
2: and, and, and,
0: Not to say that it is any better, because it is definitely not any better, but it it is always, or generally, 99.9% of the time, the rape of women or children. And if they're children, nine times out of ten, they're female children. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: It seems like there's different power dynamics that, or different dynamics that happen when it's a male rape, right? There's different issues there. It's because there's an issue of
0: emasculation, and homosexuality, and... All of these other things that, you know, in the male mind are worse than being raped, right? right. For right. a woman.
1: Right. Yeah, I think, I think it's very clearly most of these, especially the ones that we have listed here in the notes, are, are about the complete stripping away of power and humanity from women and children,
0: yeah, even when those, in that, there's a whole series of those weird rape flash games, right? Yeah. Some of them are, are, you know, the date rape flash games. I mean, they are meant to be fun and light, right? Because they're flash games, right? Um, one thing that we learned when we were making the show notes as we Googled things is that while we all knew about Orgasm Girl and, and its existence, you know, the <laughs> one where you um, have to bring the um, scantily clad or half clad, um, unconscious and I will say unconscious because she seems to be a whole hell of a lot more than asleep. Um, (coughs) excuse me, girl to orgasm before she wakes up that there was a sequel to the game orgasm girl Two,
1: Um,
0: that, that gave you a variety of, of girls, um, with a variety of, um, sexual predilections, Mm -hmm. um, to, to rape. Um, in this case, um, is that those, those are even, I think in many ways, even worse one, they're flash based, they're free. Anybody has access to them. Um, there is no, um, there's no kind of way to bar children or adolescents from playing them. Um, it's certainly not
1: a critique, right? It's not a critique. It's meant to be fun.
0: It's like, mm-hmm. can you do this? Can you beat the clock? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And it, it. I mean, those are horrible. Those are absolutely horrible. I mean, I think that in many ways, those are more dangerous. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Right. I mean, and yeah. then oh, see, I'm I'm gonna bash art games, right? <laughs> I like art games. <laughs> I like art games. I spend way too much money on art games because any money is way too much money on art games for me because I never really liked them.
1: <laughs> um. I, there is zero. You have to apologize for that. They, you can make an art game and still make it a good game.
0: I try. I, I don't really. want to stare at a
1: painting. Well, the, okay? no, there.
0: I think there's, there are some games that are artistic that I do like, but for they sure. have good gameplay. But okay, so uh, a couple. Gosh, it's been a couple years ago now. A couple years ago, I bought The Path when it came out. Yeah. Um. And that was one of the things about The Path. It's like you know you have this the these girls that you can play a series of of pubescent to prepubescent looking girls that are very small petite girls that, that, you know, look fairly helpless and you have to walk through these eerie looking woods and and there's always this encompassing feeling that you are going to be sexually assaulted as you're walking through alone. And doing and you know and playing this game on you know do you stray off of the path? There's something you see over in the woods. Do you go this way? Because you got to basically it's like you got to go to make it to grandmother's house. Now are you going to stay on the path and go straight, or are you going to go through the path? And then there's like strangers in the woods. Do you go this way? Do you go that way? So you're walking along constantly, um, you know. And and they do it in terms of you know are you going to avoid danger? How do you avoid danger? What decisions do you make? Blah 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 blah. But as a woman playing that game, the only thing that kept that stayed in my mind the entire time was, oh shit, she's going to be raped. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that when they made that game, that was not their intention was to make this, you're going to be raped. You're going to be raped. You're going to be raped. Uh, Oh, you're just playing in your head as a soundtrack over and over again, the whole time you're playing this fucking game. I
2: mean,
0: there has to be somebody who thinks about what the fuck they're doing when they make these
1: games, that was a husband and wife that made that game too, right?
0: That shit is insane. Yeah, I mean, because it, it is just that that constant kind of inkling, right? Yeah. Because I mean, that that's what happens when not only you use, you know, seemingly helpless girls, but scantily clad, seemingly helpless girls that are walking through the woods. It mm-hmm. Is all of these things that come together. To give you that feeling. Yep. Right? Now, you know, if she had been wearing, you know, ski clothes at a big-ass parka, would I have thought that? I don't know. Right? Well, uh, well yeah. it's
1: definitely not a you situation with the thinking, I'm going to be raped over and over in my head while you play this. Because it's definitely the feeling you get from the game. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I was just going to say that. it's not. Just, it's not like you're making it up to be that way at all.
1: No, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely the feeling there.
2: And I think the other thing about, um, even when we're like saying that it's making light of it with orgasm girl, the thing that got me the most is that the disclaimer at the beginning of it says this isn't for children and narrow-minded adults. Right. Cause we're narrow-minded because that upsets us.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't want to see people being sexually assaulted while they're passed out. How right. fucking close-minded of me.
0: Yep, I always knew you were close-minded, Alex Lane. I know,
1: right? (laughs) God, oh,
0: oh my
1: God! Um, a super good issue, Nicole. By the way, yeah, this was your creation, right?
2: Yeah, (laughs) I brought it to attention. She Uh, brought it to our attention. Yeah, um.
0: And you know, and we are kind of running um, late on time. And I'm just going to refer back to something that we've talked about before, very quickly. And we'll put links in the show notes. But the things that we've talked about is also how these things um, come to come to play in kind of the the real world gaming environment, right? Yeah. The I mean, the the horrible, horrible statistics that what three in ten, three in ten women at tech conferences have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and this that's shit comes...
1: Reported.
0: That's, yeah. that's reported. That's, exactly. Yeah. Three in ten women report being sexually assaulted. And these cases never go anywhere. And the women are... And it's always like, oh, well, you know what? You shouldn't have been there. Or you should just, you know, you should expect that kind of shit. That makes the other women that this happens to and would, would statistically kind of boost uh, boost those numbers not report their their assaults. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Right. And this is this is shit that happens, you know, all over the place. It and it's not just
1: happened in our field.
0: And and that's exactly what I was going to say. It is not something that just happened. So if you want to say it's all those mouth breathing gamers that stay in their parents' basement, is that it's not just the gamers. It's right. men that work in the field anyway that work in feel that they have some kind of entitlement to women's bodies, yes. regardless of what they say. Yes. Right. I mean, you know, and we want to think that, you know, as you know, as academics, as humanists, that we are beyond this. But seemingly we are not. Right. right? Because the power dynamics that allow this to happen in the first place are still in play. And motherfuckers that think that they have a right to do something, say something or insist upon something because of those power dynamics should be taken out front, not out back, because I want everybody to see it (laughs) and shot in the groin repeatedly until they die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that I feel that way. (laughs) That's one one perspective.
1: (laughs) I mean, you are 100% right off. I mean,
0: so, you know, we go through this. I mean, we, we, these are things that we have to think about, you know, and what happens once again, you get women, even like the women in our field who say, okay, this happened. I needed to tell somebody, but, You can't tell anyone who I am. You can't tell anyone who did it because I have to go on the market. I have to be published. I have to do this. I have to do that. And if anybody knows that it was me who told or knows who knows who did it, I will never go anywhere. Yep. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is everybody else in the field. It is the women in the field. It is the most more established and human, not humane, but human men in the field who have to stand up and say, no, we are here to protect you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's got to happen. I mean, that's why we're talking about policy statements that take place, you know, that are now finding their way into, you know, into programs at tech conferences Um I mean, this is just what has to happen. We have to say, okay, we understand that statistically and historically this has been a more male-centered field, but that doesn't mean you get to, quote-unquote, take back the field by taking something that doesn't fucking belong to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I'm going to take your ass out front.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely a feeling, though, from, like, day one— of being acclimated into this culture, the the grad school technology-based culture type thing, that of powerlessness. Absolutely. When, you know, because while it may be total bullshit to think that if you speak out, this will be held against you, also, you see some of the most powerful, most prolific people in the field in their little clubs at conferences, right. drinking together. And it's almost always all men. Um, and so if you want to try and be included in that, picking out one of those members and calling them out, especially when you're at high powered universities and mm-hmm. high powered positions, I think yeah. that's a legitimate fear, right? It is. It absolutely mm-hmm. is. And, and a lot abs- of times the other professors, other professors aren't even able to do anything about it. Um, like, like m- more senior level professors, like what are they supposed to do with hearsay? What are they supposed to do with a complaint? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people I think know bad shit that happens, but they can't, what can they do about it? I mean, has anybody reported the person that, ju- that just happened? That just did that at that one conference? Do you know?
0: Unfortunately, it was more than one, but nobody reported it.
1: Yeah. Nobody officially reported it. So, like, there's a whole, from, like, from the very person it happens to all the way up to all the people that know about it, nobody does or says anything, right? Right. Except within our own community. So, like, you were saying, Sam, because you have to tell someone, Right.
0: Right. right. You you have it has to be reported. And that, and that's the thing is that, you know, I mean, I know that it's I know that it's difficult. And you ask, you know, you ask, what is it that, you know, more established folks in the field can do more established folks in the field can protect folks in some way. But it ha- there has to be there has to be an agreement. Right. There has to be an agreement that, OK, if this person files charges, if this person reports that this has happened then what and I'm and I'm talking about officially reporting because that's the only way to to move it beyond that beyond that 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 realm of hearsay right okay. <clears throat> is to that there has to be an agreement that says okay, so when this person goes on the market or, you know, wants to be published or wants that, you know, we will be there to say, so when that person goes, oh no, we can't hire this person, that we will be there in mass, right? And have the numbers to say your vote doesn't count in this case. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I think also, like you were saying, Alex, that no, nobody in the chain of people that know about it has said something um Just from my own personal experience, when I was in high school, uh, I worked with my friends and and, in two totally separate experiences and two totally separate jobs, one of my girlfriends confided in me that one of our coworkers was making them feel really uncomfortable with just sexual things and touching them inappropriately and in ways that made them feel bad. And I'm the forever, like, maternal protective person that when they tell me these things, I want something done about it because nobody makes my friend feel that way. So every single time this happened, I approached the manager or our boss and I told them what was going on. Both times, both girls retracted their statements as soon as they were approached by the manager because they didn't want to be that person. Yeah. But then it, but then it, in turn, it made me that person because everyone knew that I was the one who brought it up. But you know what? I don't care because that's something that does not happen. It mm-hmm. is not allowed to happen. I don't care who you are. I don't care what why you're not saying something. You mm-hmm. you don't let that happen for sake of saving face because it's not something that you should have to do. You shouldn't have to save face by by uh, proclaiming things that make you feel horrible.
1: Mm-hmm. But too, Sam, like, how many conversations have you and I had where we're about something horrible that we know is happening, but like, really feel a lack of something to do about it? You know, especially without that person, like Nicole saying, without that person, they're filing a formal complaint. Or even when they do file formal complaints, they don't do anything. They just, you know, launch a inquisition into the incident or something, right? right. Uh, but
0: you know, I mean and that's true. I mean, but like I said, it, it just has to be something that happens until we figure out something better, right? Until we get to the point where these people are actually prosecuted, right? Um I mean, you have to get to this point that that you ha- you have that knowledge, right? Because, for example, if I knew that Nicole had sexually harassed you, at some at some point, and she was a big muckety muck in your field at a university, and when you went up for tenure, if you had re- you know you and you reported her, and nothing came of it, yeah. but it there was an official report and it was found. Okay, so our, our internet crashed, and we just kind of lost track there for a second, but I want to go back to what I was saying, and that is if Nicole was this big muckety-muck, and you know she was in your field when you were uh, going up for tenure, for example, um, and I knew that you know you worked in the same field I would not send your file to Nicole to be reviewed right she would not write your tenure review letter because so that she could say oh this person is horrible this is the worst scholarship I've ever written and so on and so forth because That would be something that would be, of course, backlash for the fact that you had reported her earlier for sexually harassing you in the first place. So that is why we kind of need these networks of people to come together and agree as a field, as a group of folks to say we will stand together to protect these people if they come forward and make official complaints. I mean, that is kind of the only way that we can actually get at doing this, especially when, you know, we still have, you know, men who are you know, you know, who are kind of serially sleeping with graduate students or even women. I'm not gonna say women don't do it because some of them do, but people in positions of power who are sleep serial serially um taking advantage of Either intentionally or unintentionally, um, consensually or not, whatever you want to say, because I know folks out there do their own thing. Of folks who are in who are who have different degrees of power, we always have to protect these folks, right? I mean, and the universities are starting to come forward and do it. I mean, we even at Purdue had our own kind of um policy come into effect last year where it says, you know, the, what is it? The amorous relationship policy. You know, if you are in a position of power, you can't sleep with someone who's not right. So <clears throat> the university is saying we, we know, I won't say they don't, they no longer condone it. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> systematically, systematically, I guess, you know, the university has condoned this kind of shit. But um, we, we no longer allow, we no longer, we will no longer back you. We will, we will actually come after your ass if you actually are sleeping with your graduate students or sleeping with your undergraduate students. I mean, right. because the power is there regardless of whether or not we want to say that it is. I mean, for a lot of people. I mean, I see my graduate students as colleagues I would still never drink I would still never drink with. Yes I would. I would still never sleep with a graduate student. <laughs> just as I would never sleep with an undergraduate student because that power dynamic exists still. Even if it doesn't exist in my mind, it exists in other folks' minds. I mean, even when the 3 of us agreed to do this podcast, I've told you again and again, okay, when we're working together, you have to consider me a colleague. Whatever you say to me here, or when we're working together, does not affect what happens for us and with us in the classroom or when we're working together on a dissertation. That's something totally and completely different. You can call me every bitch in the book right here, but it doesn't happen in the classroom and it doesn't happen when
1: we're working together professionally. Well, well, it will remain to be seen because if I don't pass my prospectus, clearly it's because (laughs) I razz you too much. Clearly. So literally, you better hope I forget. Um. <laughs> well, and that's that's interesting too, is because I have never once gotten the feeling from you that something I c- would do could be held against me academically later on. Never mm-hmm. have I got that feeling, because um, you, despite the fact that we do drink together and so forth, have never like crossed a line where you you know, told me information I shouldn't know or gossiped about departmental secrets (laughs) with me, much to my frustration. Even when I was like taking my prospectus and I was like, bah, I have this tiny thing I just can't get clicked in my head and you knew exactly what I needed. You still were like keeping the line there, right? And I definitely have gotten the uh, the feeling from other professors before that if I said X, Y, or Z to them, that I would be... Maybe not, like, explicitly, you know, punished later on, but it would change the dynamic and how they treated me professionally. Mm
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I mean, so because that, that power dynamic it still exists, right? You know, no matter, you know, what we want to say or how we think that it doesn't, it does. Yeah. Right. And as long as it exists and as long as we still have that to fall back upon, because regardless of, you know, what we, what we said, if for some reason I went like ape shit crazy and decided I hate all my graduate students and everybody who's ever said anything to me that was off kilter is never going to get out of here. Right. I could do that, yep. and I have to have that understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yep. All right. On that note, that was fun, ladies.
2: Yeah, it was a good, good topic.
0: Uh, fun might not be the might might not be the right word. Cathartic to talk about. Cathartic is a much better word. That is better. That is better.
2: <laughs> that is
1: very Yeah, very cathartic. Good word drop. Good word drop. Thanks. See? I was reading the dictionary yesterday.
2: Oh man. It pays It pays off. It pays
1: off. <laughs> that's all you can say. Clearly <laughs> she made it through the seas.
3: Yep. Uh,
1: <laughs> It'd probably take, like, a month to get through the seas. Oh, my God. That's funny.
0: All right. So let's go ahead and do our uh, deals for broke-ass gamers this week. Um, oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a, you know, there's, there, we're, we're coming out of E3 right now. Um, and there's not a whole bunch. Um, there's not a whole bunch coming out right now because, you know, everybody's still like in the midst of E3. Um, so there's been, uh, some interesting things. I was at Toys R Us the other day and I saw it, um, is that there was buy one, get one 40% off on select games, not on all games, unfortunately, um, on select games. Um, I think for most of them, they were games 1999 or less. And they weren't even, those didn't even fall under like the older games, uh, because like the greatest hits games that have, that, that, you know, have been coming out over the last couple of years are now more than 1999. And the game of the year edition, these are just really bad games for the most part, (laughs) (laughs) which is what was really frustrating. Um, so you couldn't even like give your money away. Um, so but there was some so there might but there may be something there that's a little older that you've been dying to play. So check it out. Um at Toys R Us Toys R Us online also has a buy one get 1 40% off on select games through this weekend, I believe. Um Steam um had 50% off of all the Paradox Interactive titles like um King Arthur, um Cities in Motion, which um actually Alex talked about in one of our previous podcasts yeah. and Magicka um and um one of my favorite kind of rpg games uh, on steam is 70% off that you can get Dungeons of Dreadmore for a buck 50 um and it's actually like the deluxe version that even gives you the um whatever this what steam calls their platform for um editing games the workshop the steam workshop or something oh, cool. i think they call it so for buck 50 you can get that for Dungeons of Dreadmore and if you already bought Dungeons of Dreadmore they automatically Upgraded and updated the version that you had to include that. See, so that was a little perk. Um, also, uh, something I want to throw out there: we talked about it this week because I think both Alex and I bought it, so we played a lot of the games in it. Was the Humble Bundle um, for the Indie Humble Bundle Five, um, and it included or includes uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. Um, Limbo, uh, Amnesia the Dark Descent, Psychonauts, um, and then those are the four that you get automatically. And then if you pay more than the average, which as of this moment is $8.19, you also get Bastion, loved it, Lone Survivor. Like I said, it's the 8-bit side-scroller meets uh, survival horror game. Uh, Braid which is another art game, is a very good art game, Um, and the super uh, challenging, shall we say, Super Meat Boy, Um, and you also get five soundtracks um, with this one. You get the soundtrack for Limbo, Amnesia, Psychonauts, Bastion, Lovitch, you will actually put that on your iPod and and play it over and over again, and um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. So you get all of that for, at this moment, $8.19. And there are six days, five hours, 34 minutes, and 23, 22, 21 seconds left in the Humble (laughs) Bundle (laughs) 5. And last up, um, on Amazon, um, Amazon has 50% off of select Wii and DS games and accessories. They're also doing a lot of pre-orders. Uh, everybody's like, pre-order all the games. we um, announced at E3 this year. Unfortunately, they all have those, those generic uh, release dates of either October 30th or December 31st. So you don't know when they're actually coming out. But a couple of them, including the Metal Gear Solid one and something else. Um, right now, if you pre-order them on Amazon, they're giving you 10 bucks in credit um, for use on another game. So if you pre-order now, you get
2: $10. And, and if you want to punk your local GameStop employee, go in and ask to pre-order a Sega Saturn title. Oh, Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> they hid in our computers um where the Wii U titles are. And they hid it under Sega Saturn. So if you want to pre-order a Wii U game, hmm. go to GameStop and ask for a Sega Saturn title. Nice. That's crazy. Nope. Hooray. Hooray. That cat's out of the bag. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's gonna be hordes of people after listening to our podcast going down there to do that
2: oh i'm so
0: excited i want to order it we you i mean a Mm. sega saturn sega
2: saturn game i actually still have a sega saturn do you really that's kind of awesome
0: yeah of course she does i got like 30 different consoles every count all the consoles yeah all the consoles um okay so That is it for episode 36. It is in the bag, folks. Um, So uh, if you want to contact us, as usual, you can email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at at nymgamer. You can um, friend us on Facebook or like us on Facebook. Just look up Not Your Mama's Gamer, um, and then you'll get announcements about when new posts are actually put up, as well as when new podcast episodes, or be able to take part in the small but burgeoning community that surrounds Not Your Mama's Gamer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and if you would like to know what we are thinking, um, what we are saying, and participate in a conversation more between episodes, um, of course you can always go to our fabulous blog at nymgamer.com. That's not your mama's gamer, folks. Um, and uh, if, as we've said before, if you want to send us an email, we're happy to read it on the air and answer your questions. Um, if you <laughs> Excuse me. If you want to send us a voicemail, we will happily play it and still answer your questions. Um, or if you want to just uh, c- uh, come in live in a Skype conversation and ask us a question one time, let us know. And we'll set up a time and a place to do just that. Um, so uh, and as always, buy a T-shirt. We have plenty of them. Um <laughs> <laughs> In sizes, we still have large, extra large, and 2X. I think all the smaller sizes are gone now um, because we actually have children. um, Well, not children, but young adults that listen to us as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So until then, um, uh, until next week, next time, next week, two weeks. (laughs) Like
1: next week. (laughs) No, not next week. Uh, We'll be able to talk about GLS next time. We will be talking
0: about games learning in society uh, next time because that's where Alex and I are going to be next week. And
1: I'll be ABD by then.
0: And you'll be ABD by then. Hopefully. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, So
0: until then, definitely, folks. um, Wow, wow. Stay safe, stay cool. And as always, game on. Game
1: on. (laughs) (laughs) No <laughs>
3: we